Welcome in to another episode of the Motor Car Marketplace Podcast, and on today's episode, I, your host, Lawrence Moore, or also known as Mac Moore, will be discussing the Bugatti EB110, a very short-run Bugatti that uh, had its production actually cut, or um, uh, placed at a halt, really, and that's rather unfortunate, but anyhow, we will get right into it. Uh, At the end of the episode, instead of doing my usual pricing analysis, I'm going to uh, review one that is actually up for auction this weekend in Scottsdale at the uh, RM Sotheby's auction there. So if you're in Scottsdale uh, this week because it's Scottsdale Car Week, be sure to stop by, check out all the auctions there. Uh, I wish I could be there, but unfortunately I had to uh, move in back to school uh, yesterday, so that's why I'm day late here on the podcast. But anyhow, we'll just jump right into the show and talk about the Bugatti EB110, which had a 3.5 liter V12 quad turbo. Not a twin turbo, but a quad turbo engine. So this is a very uh, um, uh, lunatic, mechanically uh, driven car. Just an engineer's wet dream, really. Just They were given whatever they wanted to do with it. Uh, has... 550 horsepower for the base or GT model, which is it's known as, uh, and the SS model actually has a bit more horsepower. It had about 650, uh, so really a substantial increase. If the uh, owners decided to up for the SS Bugatti EB110 as opposed to the GT model, uh, each of which had all-wheel drive, and the zero to 60 times ranged from about 3.8 to 3.9 for the base level GT models and then some of the SS's got down to a 0-60 time of 3.2 seconds which is lightning quick given that this was produced from 1991 and 1995 that's just a staggeringly fast number especially for that time period nothing really came close to it until the McLaren F1 came about Uh, had a 216 mile an hour top speed or 213 mile an hour for the base model, I believe, and a six-speed manual gearbox that is lovely. Uh, and really, that right there is just the complete package for everything you'd ever want in a car. With uh, 550 horsepower, mid-engined, uh, 0-60 time in the mid-to-low threes, and a six-speed gearbox. That's just, it's that's perfect. That's the boy boyhood dream right there. So, um Anyhow, we'll jump into the history of the EB110, and really to understand the EB110, one must first understand the somewhat recent history of Bugatti that led to the EB110. Ettore Bugatti himself ran the uh, firm named after him until his death in 1947, which is no surprise, and then after that, uh, the downfall of the brand really started to just happen as soon as he passed away. And unfortunately, his son had previously passed away in the 1930s, so there was no heir to the name of Bugatti and no one to lead the brand once Ettore left us on Earth. So uh, Bugatti itself struggled greatly after Ettore's death and eventually folded in the 1960s after releasing one final model in the 1950s, and I believe that was in 1952. Bugatti would be unheard of in the automotive world until 1989, when an Italian entrepreneur and Bugatti collector himself named Romano Artioli, and I'm pretty sure I butchered that as I butcher all the foreign names here, uh, bought the brand. And as a side note, he also bought Lotus in 1993. Uh, Anyhow, once he purchased the Bugatti name, Romano Artioli began construction on a factory in 1988, 
And finally, on September 15, 1991, one, exactly 110 years after Ettore Bugatti's death, the Bugatti EB110 was unveiled. And obviously, the uh, namesake EB110 came from uh, the birthday anniversary of Ettore Bugatti himself. Uh, it was a vehicle that had a ton of celebrity influence on it as well as Marcello Gandini himself designed it. Marcello Gandini is the man who designed the Alfa Romeo Montreal and the Lamborghinis uh, Mura and Countach. So very well-known uh, designer with the vehicle. And Michael Schumacher himself actually owned a Bugatti EB110 and loved it. So right off the bat, you have a ton of publicity uh, especially once Michael Schumacher purchased one. It really kind of shook the automotive world, and people took this as a very, very, very serious car, and that Bugatti was back in the game of supercars and hypercars, really, given this was in the 1990s. Now, unfortunately, due to troubles, though, in 1995, Mr. Artioli had to shut down shop in both Bugatti and Lotus, and uh, had to, I think he ended up selling Lotus, but for Bugatti themselves, they just had to file bankruptcy. And this all happened while Bugatti was allegedly attempting to design and build a four-door car, which would have been known as the Bugatti EB112, but obviously that never came to fruition. A firm known as the Dower Racing Team, or Dower Racing in Germany, acquired the remaining Bugatti EB110s and finished building the various models over the coming years. And I believe that was up until about 2002 or 2003 when they did that. And they would be... Uh, they would just range from GT models to SS models, uh, but officially Bugatti EB110s uh, from the factory, that, that specific Bugatti factory are from 1991-1995 when they had to close doors. Uh, it is a sad story, that, sad story though, and really is uh, actually captured very well in this documentary style film titled Bugatti EB110, The Forgotten Supercar, which can be found on YouTube, and I'll put a link to it on the show notes page. It's very short, about 20 minutes long, uh, and it's really well worth your time. You'll learn a lot about the EB110 and a lot of, and the Bugatti factory itself and sort of the story behind what went into making this car. Uh, in the end, though, there were only 139 EB110s that were made, uh, making the EB110 a very rare and collectible car today. And so with all that told, and hopefully you understand it, we can get right into the pricing for the EB110. And as I said before, a very nice GT example will be going up for auction by R.M. Sotheby's next week in Scottsdale. And it has an estimate of $750,000 to $950,000. Okay. So uh, the, the EB110 also has some Haggerty value guide listings, or not listings, a value guide uh, uh, models that are actually pretty pretty good estimates for what EB110s are worth now, and I can start with those. I'll start with the EB110 GT version variant first, and uh, the Haggerty value guide says that a Concours number one of the world should sell for $860,000. An excellent condition vehicle, uh, EB110, is valued at $680,000. A good one should run you about $535,000. And then a fair one, which there are no fair EB110s in in the world, uh, they should be $450,000. Now the SS models, the Super Sports, do command a slight premium, which is expected. Uh, and those run 
according to the hiring value guides, uh, a concourse one should sell for 1.2 million, an excellent one should sell for eight, 890,000, and a good one should run you about 725,000, and then a fair one, I'm, there's no way there's a good or a fair uh, EB110 Super Sport in the world, but the uh, fair one should run you $640,000. And to give you an idea of what these EB110s are actually asking for nowadays, there uh, are two really, really, really good examples for sale. And actually both have uh, asking prices on them as well. So I'll talk about those now. There's one of which is a 2000 EB110 GT that's for sale by SPS, SPS Automotive Performance. And this one is a lot like the McLaren F1 that I did on the first episode that was a time capsule with 149 miles. Well, this EB110 actually just has 148 miles on the odometer. So very, very, very well kept, well cared for vehicle. And the uh, Bugatti itself, as I said before, is located at SPS Automotive Performance. And they're a, a dealership out in Germany with an asking price of 860,000 euros. So on the Haggerty Value Guide, it says the number one in the world should be $860,000, but the one that is listed for sale here at SPS Automotive Performance with 148 miles, I mean, clearly this is a number one in the world. This is probably the lowest miles, mileage EB110 in the world that's not kept in museum, is asking 860,000 euros. Uh, and that translates to, to just under $1,050,000. So clearly this is above what the Haggerty Value Guide listed at. And I think that's actually a kind of a, a fair, fair, fair price for it. Just because, well, yes, the number one for a Haggerty Value Guide is a Concours level car. This is certainly above and beyond. This is just a brand new vehicle, uh, plain and simple. So... I think that's a good benchmark price to go at, especially if you just consider it being $1 million, uh, which is probably what it'll sell for. That's probably a good base number to judge it off of, and whoever owns this vehicle is just going to keep it as a collection or investment piece anyway, uh, since there are no finer examples of EB110 GTs in the world, or just EB110s in the world for that matter. Now, uh, the other one that is an example, a very good example, is a 652-mile 2002 Supersport, uh, so an SS model, for sale by Joe Macari Performance Cars, and I believe they are in the UK. Uh, like I said, this is another pristine example, and this one is black with a red interior. The one at SPS Automotive is black with a white interior. I don't believe I mentioned that, but yes, the one at Joe Macari Performance, the SS variant, is black with red interior. It's just a very fitting SS color combination, and my opinion. Uh, the This grossly low mileage SS is in the UK uh, and with an asking price of 895,950 Great British Pounds, which translates to $1,225,000. Uh, and I think that's a really, really, really good number uh, for it considering what this is and how, one, how rare it is, and two, that the Haggerty Value Guide lists it number one concours of an SS at 1.2 million and they're just asking $25,000 over what a number one in the world should go for and I think that's a very very fair value a very um, 
uh, just asking price for it, and that will probably end up selling for 1.2 million or something right around that number. So, there, uh, right there, you have two very, very exquisite examples of EB 110s for sale to sort of gauge off of and see what the market is market is at for these. Now, given those are two um, of the finest examples in the world, and obviously an, an, an EB 110 with you know a couple thousand miles is not going to sell for over. A million dollars, but just as a as a, a a baseline to go off of, I think those are very, both very interesting vehicles and very good ones to look at. Now, uh, I also looked at a couple of the auctions uh, recently. I found the last four that sold at auction, uh, and I, I'm not so sure if these are the the very last four that sold at auction, but I did find four that sold at auction recently. Is a more appropriate way for me to phrase that. Uh, but the uh, one of them that I saw was sold at an RM Sotheby's auction, uh, and it was a 1994 GT model that sold in 2016 with a hammer price of $751,000. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the mileage for that. That was a mistake on my part. But anyhow, we'll move on. Just so that gives you an idea of what uh, that one sold for, and that's actually fairly recent. Uh, another one. An RM Sotheby's auction in Arizona. It was a GT 1993 GT model sold uh, in 2015, or it didn't sell. I'm sorry, it uh, actually did not sell, but it had an estimate of 575,000 to 775,000 dollars in 2015. In 2014, the RM Sotheby's auction in Monaco uh, had one that sold, and it was a 1993 GT with just under 15,000 miles, which is a very uh, high mileage one, high mile, that's a lot of miles for an AB110, basically, and that one sold for $380,800. And then uh, most recently, or most noticeably, on June 4th, 2017, uh, at a Bonhams auction, a 1993 GT that had just over 9,600 miles sold uh, with a price of $605,000. So those are, um, or at least that is the most recent one at $605,000 for one of just over 9,600 miles. I think that's a very uh, good good um, uh, 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 spot to gauge what this upcoming auction is gonna bring in for the EB110. And now the example in question is a very, very, very fine example. It's a 1993 model that has just 2,821 miles on it and is an original owner car. So both of those, because of both of those, they should constitute a, a, a good premium for this EB110. It's obviously kept in immaculate condition, especially since it's a one or it's an original owner vehicle so my overall prediction for this vehicle will be that it garners about 750 to 800 thousand dollars maybe maybe 850 thousand but if that if it's anything above 850 thousand i think that's a big indication that these eb110s are going to uh continue going up in value and i certainly do think this is a blue chip car uh, but if, if the hammer price is above eight hundred fifty dollars or $900,000, and this is a vehicle that people need to start looking at seriously as a collector and possibly as an investment for the future. Uh, but my fair prediction is really more so, since it's estimated seven hundred fifty dollars to $950,000, I really do think it's going to be at about $800,000. Uh, 
you know, I could be wrong. It could go for 600000 or it could go for a million. But that's sort of the fun with this. And so my estimate, we'll see how I do, uh, is that this one will garner $800,000. And with all that said, that's going to sort of wrap up this episode. Uh, my $800,000 estimate, hopefully it stands true. I believe the auction is next Friday uh, or Saturday. And once that comes out, I'll be sure to uh, post on the Mar Motorcar Marketplace website what its final hammer price is and in addition to all this uh, Scottsdale Car Week um, hype I'm going to post on the Motor Car Marketplace website the top 15 vehicles that I've sort of numbered down uh, and believe will be head turners at the uh, auctions next week which namely the biggest one is a head turner right now is actually the Adolf Hitler Mercedes uh, 700k which will uh, be going up at at auction this this upcoming week, so that's all very exciting news. I can't wait to see what sells high, what sells low, you know, what doesn't sell. Lots of different interesting things. There's a couple of real unique 911s, uh, some very good Ferraris for sale, uh, a couple Lamborghinis, I believe one or two of those, uh, one or two unique ones at least. Um, but anyhow, with all that said, keep an eye out on the Motor Car Marketplace website for the Scottsdale Car Week auctions preview, and also keep an eye out for the Craigslist uh, feature finds. And if you want your feature find to be on, or your your listing to be on Craig on the uh, Motor Car Marketplace Craigslist feature find, then please reach out to me. Uh, you can do so do so through the Motor Car Marketplace website through the contact us form. Uh, or you could also just go ahead and contact me, myself, Lawrence Moore, or Mac Moore, as I'm more commonly referred to by my friends. On social media, I'm no, uh, known as at Law Mac Moore. That's L-A-W-M-A-C-M-O-O-R-E. Be sure to follow Motorcar Marketplace. Uh, if you need help listing your vehicle or would like to explore the Motorcar Marketplace services, then please do so because we are more than willing to accommodate for wherever your listing might be in the United States. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. Take care. Have a great week. Uh, stay warm out there if you're in the south because I hear that the weather's coming. And it's going to be bad. Um, anyhow, uh, take care, and I'll see you down the road. Thank you. Goodbye.